Hello, fellow podcast travelers. Welcome to Saybrook Insights, a production of Saybrook University, an online, nonprofit, private, regionally accredited university headquartered in Pasadena, California. Celebrating 50 years this year, our humanistic approach to online education has resulted in thousands of alumni the world over advancing the health and well-being of the communities we serve. My name is Nathan Long, president of the university and host of this podcast. Today's episode features Dr. Dennis Jaffe, a longtime Saybrookian who has served in several capacities, including as core faculty and trustee. In his life as emeritus faculty and in retirement, Dr. Jaffe continues his unique research on family wealth, providing important insights into this particular group of individuals. His work has also taken him around the world and back, resulting in cutting-edge scholarship on the topic. We also take a moment to dive a bit into humanistic psychology and the impact of COVID-19 around the globe. To learn more about Saybrook University, visit us online at www.saybrook.edu. And now, Dr. Dennis Jaffe. Dr. Dennis Jaffe, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, so good to be back at uh, Virtual Saybrook. Uh, you know, it, it, indeed, and I was just... Uh, reflecting as we were getting ready for this today that uh, roughly six years ago, I think almost exactly six years to the day you and I met in an interview when I was uh, considering Saybrook and you all were considering me for the presidency. So great. Right. I remember. Yeah. 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 Really. Passed in the the hall, as they say. (laughs) That's right. Um, I think literally and figuratively during that day. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, we're we're really glad to have you here. I know uh, you're limited on time and uh, wanted to just uh, have you address a few questions that uh, are at top of our mind as a university and as a community. Uh, but before we kick into those, uh, again, we're pleased to have you here. You know, as a former trustee and emeritus faculty of Saybrook University, you come to us uh, today with a lot of background experience, uh, real academic credentials. You know, can you tell us about your work, how you came into it, some highlights of your career to date, and really what you're up to right now? Well, it's a big, uh, big, big story, but I, I think it, what's important is that, that I was um, around for the uh, the founding of Saybrook, and um, uh, and I consider myself to be a kind of a humanistic uh, psychologist all through my career. And uh, I, I, I spent 38 years, um, actually, as a professor at, at Saybrook, and I started out in the traditional academic route, and, um, and then um, I just kind of had an epiphany and saw that the work that I was doing just was never going to fit, and that I would never have a comfortable place in the traditional world. Mm-hmm. So um, I said, well... Um, let's call Saybrook. And I called Saybrook just at the time when they were recruiting um, some new faculty and they um, interviewed, um, you know, two um, people and they had two finalists for the job. It was uh, me and, and Rachel Remen, who was a noted um, physician and start, and, uh, and they couldn't decide. So in their wisdom, they hired us both. And, uh, and we actually created in the, um, uh, in the, I guess the late seventies, early eighties, a kind of a mind body medicine, uh, program um, no at, at, wow. at Saybrook. 
Um, but so I've always been been uh, been doing that. And um, I um, when I was in uh, graduate school, um, I had two areas of interest. One was organization, and um, and I learned uh, organizational consulting and um, um, you know kind of uh, collaborative um, you know kind of uh, um, uh, ideas about about the workplace. And uh, and uh, then I had to have a second area, and so I decided to do family. And I, because I had an interest and had a background in working with families. And um, over time, um, a field started to grow up about uh, what we call family business, which is um, uh, about families and how families um, uh, work in business together and how they um, have a vision, uh, not just of the business, but of, um, you know, when they become successful and wealthy, what they want to do to make a difference in the world. And families, uh, unlike traditional businesses, a family business is concerned and, and can pursue um, non-financial values um, and uh, also uh, because they want to pass the business on to their children, they have a long-term perspective. So that makes family businesses really, really different than uh, public companies. They are, people are, have a relationship with each other. They have non-financial goals and a long-term perspective. And that um, uh, used to be thought of as a lesser form of business. And now in the 21st century, we're seeing it as a um, as something that that business really needs to learn. And since most of the businesses around the world are family businesses, um, uh, who better to uh, to kind of teach people about responsible, um, you know, kind of stakeholder value based uh, uh, business? Absolutely. So that's that's what I've been doing um, in, in in through my time uh, at Saybrook, and and then for the last 20 or so years, I've been um, doing uh, research and writing and, and practice in the area of family business. And um, when I retired uh, from Saybrook, I had a big hole in, in, in my life. And uh, uh, what I wanted to do was um, a project that, that I had been thinking about um, for actually years and years of really wanting to study um, the most successful um, family businesses following kind of Maslow's idea of studying the best. And so I have been going around the world for the past seven years, interviewing families that are, um, that have been in business, um, and successful as a business and as a family for more than three generations. Wow. So, um, I've interviewed now more than a hundred and we're still continuing it, but I've uh, put these, uh, re the research, um, the stories that these families have told me together um, into a book that just uh, that just came out. Well, so that, it, that's the work I've been been doing. Yeah. And I certainly don't want you to give away too much, but uh, what's a one? What are one or two themes that have emerged from your research thus far that you could be willing to share with the group? Well, that, that the families are 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 not um, they're successful in business, but um, their concerns are to build uh, a great family and to have a positive impact in the world. And because they have uh, all this wealth, they feel a sense of fortune, uh, good fortune, and, uh, and they um, uh, actually are not a bunch of um, uh, spoiled brats running around trying to, you know, have, you know, bigger cars and yachts and everything. There, there are some that are like that, but successful families are much quieter, more private, frugal, and they, they really have a social value um, uh, or perspective and um, looking at the families um, all over the world that have been successful, um, that's, that's, you know, kind of what they, uh, what they do as a family. 
um, they they pursue um, a whole um, you know kind of uh, you know bunch of non financial goals and 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 values it in, in what they do. That's interesting. I mean, I think you've hit on a major topic that is often the case even now in our political rhetoric, right? That there's a one size fits all to understanding. Uh, particularly families of wealth, individuals of wealth, and that it, it is indeed not a one-size-fits-all uh, approach. And to your, your other point around, uh, there many of these families approach to social uh, progress, progressive causes, uh, probably uh, would surprise a lot of individuals, wouldn't you say? Well, the, you see, the, we, the, the public hears about the dysfunctional families and family feuds and all these negative things. And of course, there's a, there's a kind of a, um, you know, kind of a, um, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of a poetic justice that people feel, well, they got the money, but they're, they're miserable. And what we don't see are the responsible, the quiet, the families that are, um, that are, um, you know, kind of in the background um, doing good things and, and, um, and having positive impact. And that's uh, in, in doing, um, you know, kind of Maslowian research, of studying the best, I really got to um, see that that uh, it may be that the more successful long-term uh, families have um, share these values and, and and this commitment. That's very good. So, you know, kind of as a, a next question that flows out of that, how does your uh, work really in family wealth, uh, you know, really tie in now, especially in the age of COVID-19? What do you see as the uh, as the key elements in terms of families, advisors, and others, and what they should be considering uh, during this pandemic, and, and really probably after the fact too, right? So I, I don't know if you have any insights there. That you yeah, know. well, that that's I mean, my my work um, is um, is going to be radically changing, but every family is going to have to get together and have a a conversation about um, not just how do we survive, although for some families it's going to be about that. But also, um, what do we want to do? How do we, how do we, um, where do we fit in this new environment? And I think the families that are successful, and uh, many of them are, are going to be saying, how do we give back? How do we get involved in, in, in climate issues? How do we, um, how do we act responsibly to our employees? And, um, and then, then what, what's our future going to be like? What are we doing, uh, giving to our children? And so I think every um, major family um, that I know is going to get together and have a, um, a, a kind of a conversation about um, where do we want to go? And it's not just about how do we make money and how do we get back in business, but it's about, um, you know, where, where, how do we fit into the broader, um, the world that's emerging and, and, and what do we do that, that, that we can feel good about? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, an excellent set of points. So, I'm just curious as to your own process with facilitating those dialogues with families, because I know you, you you probably engage in a lot of consultative work with these individuals. So whether it's with COVID-19 or what was going on before, can you give us just a little peek into your process as to uh, well, Dr. Jeffy? Well, yeah. I, I grew up uh, actually in the, in the 60s uh, working with families and my first work was with runaway kids and, and bringing families together. And um, what's, what's happened um, is that, that uh, there was a whole movement about family therapy where they, they talked about getting the whole family in the room and getting the family together. And um, these business families are, 
three or four generations, they sometimes have a hundred, um, even several hundred people um, that, that gather together. And um, so the work that I do involves going out and bringing together um, two or three generations uh, of these families to say, uh, what do we want to do with our wealth? What do we want to do with what we have? Uh, what are our goals uh, beyond, um, uh, beyond making money? What are, what are we going to use it for? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and, and these are conversations that everybody in the family does. So um, the good, you know, the fun part is I get to meet these wonderful families and we have great conversations. And uh, um, in, in the past, when we could travel, we, we'd go to nice places and have these conversations. So um, it was wonderful. But, but these families have great impact on the world. All of the, um, the commerce, the commercial backbone of almost every country are these business families. And uh, these conversations are, are very private and, and, and very confidential, but they're, um, they have huge impact at the, what they do and how, what they decide. And, um, and, and it's just a wonderful thing um, uh, to be able to do and to be able to help these families um, look at how they can do um, the best that they can do. Phenomenal. All right. Thank you for that. So uh, a quick turn into uh, Saybrook University and our own mission and how we operate in the world is really around the humanistic side of, uh, you know, psychology and and philosophy. Um, In our discussion earlier, Dennis, as we, you know, we're prepping before the podcast, you know, I, I was hoping that maybe you could just dig in a little bit about, you know, really how does all this work with family wealth and, and uh, your consult, consultative work tie into the humanistic side of Saybrook University. You've already mentioned Abraham Maslow and, and uh, some of the connections there, but I'd be curious, you know, from your perspective over these many years, how that connects to the humanistic side of Saybrook. Well, that's what I was. That's what I started out as uh, in, in the 60s. Um, and and the, the work that I do is about um, building a collaborative community. It's about um, expressing values. It's about, um, uh, you know, kind of doing good in society and, and using um, wealth wisely. And it's about people um, really developing deep, positive relationships. So I've never um, been anything else but a, um, a humanistic psychologist. And because my my degree is formally in in sociology, I am I'm very interested in culture and how different cultures shape people and how the, the culture um, evolves. So I have a and not not so much an individual psychology perspective as a, as a kind of a cultural um, uh, perspective. But that's what I've done since I was um, since I was in in college. And um, uh, reading, um, you know, Maslow and Rogers and and um, uh, Rollo May in, in in graduate school um, was was what um, was what was what I wanted to do with my life. So when I looked for a place to have a career, since I already had my doctorate, I went to Saybrook to to teach, right. and uh, and I never um, uh, I had the freedom to do what I wanted to do. I wasn't bound by um, uh, departments and, 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 and having to publish in, uh, in, in silly journals and things like that. I could do the work that I wanted. And, and, um, so it was a, a wonderful fit. And I, I chose Saybrook when I said, well, I'm an odd person. Where can I, where, where can I be who I want to be? And, and that's what brought me to Saybrook. 
Well, be, well, and I, I, I would just counter. I don't think you're so odd, and I think you landed in the right spot. So, uh, well, we, uh, we were glad to have benefited for as long as we did from your uh, scholarship and expertise. So that's fantastic. And I'm still here, and and um, I'm still. I'm actually we had a, a dissertation um, student finish uh, last week, so I'm still on dissertation committees, and and I still, um, uh, as an emeritus professor, I still find ways to be connected. So I haven't left. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, kind of uh, having more free time. Well, and, and, and a lot of fun. I know our students who are benefiting from you are enjoying the ride as well. Uh, listen, in closing, just some quick thoughts from you. What, uh, what other, excuse me, what other takeaways do you have as we weather the pandemic uh, going forward? Just broad general thoughts from you. Uh, as you've observed over these last few well, weeks, I think it's like the World War One, you know, um, you know, kind of defined and uh, defined the last century, and I think the 21st century. Uh, this is uh, these events that we're right in the middle of today are really what is going to uh, put its mark on the whole century, and 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 things that were um, happening and not happening, and and getting argued about and and concerned about and. Um, in the past are, are going to kind of be very different. And I think the next, um, the next, the rest of the century is going to be about uh, survival. It's going to be about, um, you know, finding um, some common uh, purpose. And uh, we, we're now faced with the fact that we have to do things um, together and, and find ways to agree. And um, I think that we're all now part of a project, uh, a rescue project, um, uh, you know, for the earth and, and the skills that we're developing and that we have are certainly relevant to that. And, um, and we're going to, we're going to really, um, have some, uh, some work to do in the next 20 years. That's really different than anything that came before. Here, here, I, I would say that, uh, probably now more than ever, uh, you know, my, uh, my father and I were talking about this recently that, uh, even as he recalled from uh, his parents' struggle through the Great Depression from their stories, this is going to have a, a, an imprint on not only American culture, but a, a global cultures uh, for uh, the, you know, the, the century, as you point out, and w- may present challenges we've never faced as a uh, civilization. So I think you're spot on in your analysis there and really appreciate it. Uh, Dr. Jaffe, real quick, I'd like you to shill for your book a little bit. You've got uh, a book and uh, uh, any website information you want to direct our audience to. Well, my, my website is DennisJaffe.com, um, uh, and uh, it's got um, you know many, many, many papers, articles on family business, family wealth, um, uh, uh, you know, um, the kinds of things that I do. I put everything up there. And my book is called Borrowed from Your Grandchildren, the Evolution of 100-Year Family Enterprises, and it's a study of 100 global families that are more than three generations old. And um, you can get it on Amazon. Um, shipping is not as fast as it was in the past, but you'll eventually get a copy, or you can get an electronic copy instantly. There you go. All right, so available for Kindle and, and other platforms. Yeah, Kindle, it, it's, it's totally up there, yeah. Well, Dr. Jaffe, a pleasure to get to see you again, you know, on this little video cast, but also to talk with you and to engage in this discussion. 
Wonderful. Well, um, best of uh, everything to Saybrook, and uh, it's um, it's it, it, it's still a, a key place for me in my life. Well, very good, and and likewise, we uh, look forward to many more years of collaboration with you, Dr. Jeffy. Take Great. care. Take care.